0: 3.55 3.55
1: Anne Bérest Bérest. Podcast de Chanel
0: à l'Opéra de Paris (cute) Creativity 3.55 3.55
1: Creativity Welcome to 3.55 Chanel's podcast at the Paris Opera. I am Anne Bérest and I am a French writer. I am now at the Opéra Garnier which is humming with the launch of this new season. Chanel and dance go a long way. It all goes back to Gabrielle Chanel's modernity. Dance inspired her new notions of enhancing both body and movement, and her idea of freedom. What does dancing mean today? What does the body say about our times? How does it express its modernity? I sat down with a choreographer, dancers, and actresses. 355, 355, le podcast de Chanel. 3.55, good afternoon, Aurélie Dupont. I'm very honored to meet you today. For me, without a doubt, you represent the incarnation of Grasse. You started dancing at a very young age and you became a principal dancer very quickly. You still dance, and today you are in charge of an historical institution, l'Opéra Garnier. What does it mean for you? The first time I came to the Paris Opera,
0: how old was I? I was nine years old. I took a classical ballet class with a former étoile Liane Daïdé, who at the end of the class told my mom and I Her daughter's talented. I have to introduce her to the Opéra de
2: Paris. And at that
0: time, I had no idea what it was. I thought it was a museum. So the first time I came, my mom and I took two tickets. I can't remember the piece, because the first time was... Well, I was young, and I remember that I was extremely disappointed, because I saw adults and I was expecting to see children. I finally understood, after someone explained, how things worked.
1: And then, how many years have you been here? Oh, many.
0: I came here at nine and a half, ten years old. Spent 35 years in this beautiful theatre.
1: And what does it represent today to be the Paris Opera Dance Director? Did you expect this to
2: happen? Not at all.
0: I've never considered taking this job. Probably because they offered me this opportunity six months after I left as Etoile. So I never had the time to take a step back to really think about what I'd like to do after.
2: What it represents is in itself a privilege. I'm feeling very
0: gifted now that I'm on the other side and conceiving the program because, as a dance director, it's bringing a viewpoint, mixing new and previous generations. And it's also the wish of certain changing things to bring a more personal approach. What is certain
1: is that I realize day
0: after day that it's a privilege.
1: And it's also a beautiful woman career to be today at such an important job the twenty seventh of September will be hosted the corps de ballet Introduction. Can you tell us how this
2: works oui, bien sûr. Alors on ça le défilé de l'opéra de paris. Yes, of course. We call it Défilé
0: de l'Opéra de Paris. It's a highly anticipated event by the audience, but also by the dancers, because it gathered at the same time the Petit Rat de l'Opéra de Paris, our dance school students aged between 9 and 16 years old, and the professional dancers. It's a sort of military march created by Serge Lifar, who was a former head of the Paris Opera. And it's a way to get together for each opening gala. It's also an opportunity to see the evolution in each dancer's career.
2: The first to come out are the youngest, and
0: then it goes up to the eldest, and for the Etoile, it's the same thing. They go from the foyer de la danse, the room behind the stage, and they go all the way down, salute, and back forth. So it's quite impressive to see that there is 300 people who work at the Paris Opera, 150 students and 150 professional dancers.
2: So it's very moving,
0: because I did my first parade at 10 years old, and my last at 42 it's a personal story and at the same time it's a beautiful parade to watch
2: because when you're inside you can
0: feel a big pride to belong to this house and when you're in the audience side it's really impressive to watch
1: to see all this potential here it is from 10 to
2: 42.
1: I wasn't familiar with the notion of défilé up to now that resonates with haute couture. You were talking about Serge Liffard who was a close friend of Gabrielle Chanel. Yes. The night of the gala you will dance for us a piece by Oadnarin with Diana Vishneva in a costume created by Karl Garfeld for Chanel. I think you've seen them this morning. Yes. Could you tell us about those costumes? Yes, I've seen them and tried them. Yes?
0: It'll be two black dresses. It's for the Bolero, right? It's the Bolero, a piece that we danced with Diana two years ago. Diana Vishena, who is a great Russian dancer. And I remember that one day I came to see her and told her, I want to dance with you. So she looked at me a bit weird and I said, yes, because there's always women-men couple, but never two great women dancers going together on stage. And I found that the idea of working a technique that we're less comfortable with than classical is already a beautiful message, a double message to share with another great dancer. And we had a lot of fun working. We went to Tel Aviv to work with Ohad. It was two years ago. And this year, we're honoured to have Chanel as a sponsor of the opening gala. They gave us the opportunity to show the bolero that will be included in the decadence piece. They wanted to craft two beautiful black dresses, which are strapless dresses, with one loose shoulder and the other one with a thin brace. And it's very close to the original,
1: but of course with the Chanel touch that we love.
2: What does it represent and
1: what is the relationship with your costume when you are on stage?
2: For me, a costume is really the final touch. For me, a costume
0: is really the final touch. It makes you transform yourself into what you're supposed to be for the night you dance. No matter if it's Sleeping Beauty, La Dame au Camélias, or the Chanel dress for the bolero, suddenly it's like your body is adapting completely into what could be a disguise because you are fully in your character. It's the inspiration and also what it represents when I wear the costume.
2: It's
0: really the final touch, and it seems to me that my body is immediately adapting itself to time, to matter.
2: Creativity.
1: When did you realize that you wanted to be a dancer? When did you realize that?
0: I think I realized I wanted to be a dancer immediately when I joined the Paris Opera Dance class. And I immediately wanted to be an étoile. I didn't need to take 15 exams before knowing that I wanted to be an étoile.
2: For me, being a dancer is being an étoile.
1: I read that your first encountered dance in American musicals.
2: yes.
0: Yes, because before, when I was young, I lived with my parents and my two sisters in the USA,
2: from seven to nine. And at this time,
0: I wasn't practicing dance. I was playing piano, I was making music. I discovered what didn't exist at that time. I discovered all the musicals. And it's true that this universe really dragged me to dancing, singing, tap dancing, disguising myself, being on stage... I think it comes from this.
2: I've read this quote by Karla Garfeld. Classical
1: ballet accepts only perfection. This is an art that does not tolerate mediocrity. Yes, that's true. And honesty, too. Honesty? I'm interested.
2: Yes. When you have all of that, it means that you can
0: consider yourself as a professional dancer. And after that, there is always the final touch that makes you different or not, or that makes you think you have something more or not, and that often makes you an étoile or not. I think that honesty is something central in terms of acting, of sharing, of presentation, of work. In the construction uh, of a character uh, salut, in a simple salute.
2: C'est chose qui me et c'est chose qui, uh, it's something that moves me qui est pour moi indispensable. and that is essential pour faire que tout ce que mm-hmm. soit to
0: make everything mm-hmm. Karl Lagerfeld uh, said beautiful.
2: Can you
1: remember a quote by a teacher that you still have in mind?
2: An horizon. Two sentences. Okay, uh, the first j'ai, one.
0: J'ai Dance school was hard for me, hard because I was far from my parents. My
2: parents
0: I found it wasn't an easy time. But I had in mind the ambition to become an étoile dancer. So when I came out of school, I was 16 and I became professional at that age. And I was taking classes with a teacher who was an étoile. Sadly, he is not with us anymore. His name was Michel
2: Renault. I was doubting
0: and telling myself that maybe it wouldn't happen. But at the end of the class, he came to me and said, you, you have to work because you will be an étoile. And it was the first time that I heard someone telling me that maybe, if I worked hard enough, I might be an étoile, so it gave me the energy.
2: So it's because
0: someone believed in you, he saw
2: you.
0: Yes, he's someone who saw me, and today I can quickly see dancers who have the potential to be an étoile. Sometimes they're not aware of that themselves. I also see dancers who have a potential, but maybe they will not go further. I see dancers that have to be left alone a bit, and then pushed at a given time, because potential can come later.
2: And this
0: man, Michel Renault,
2: he maybe saw it, but he was the only one. But he saw it, and I hung on
0: to that, telling myself that if someone saw it, it could be possible. So this is the first sentence. And the second one is my meeting with Pina Bausch for the Rite of Spring, who told me, do you know why I've chosen you? I obviously had no idea. And she told me, I've chosen you for your weakness and not your strength, and this is what I want to see because that is what is most beautiful in an artist.
2: This is
1: beautiful. Gabrielle Chanel saw the Rite of Spring the day of its creation, and she was overwhelmed by it. It changed her relationship to creation.
2: You danced to it? Could you tell us, why is it so unique? First of
0: all, Stravinsky's music. It carries you when you listen to it.
2: Um, je crois que le, la version I think Pina's
0: version, because I don't know how many versions of the Rite of Spring exist. Pina's version has something quite honest because dancers aren't wearing makeup. There's something natural, which is rare. I think there is a special relationship to the ground, to the floor, which is very primitive, so very raw. With extremely simple clothes, a simple
2: chiffon dress with mini braces, with a vêtement. I think the
0: essential thing is not the makeup, not the preparation, not in the spectacular.
2: The essence of a work is in what
0: every individuality releases, in its way of moving, of breathing, of seeing, in the way to go to the end of movement, and in accepting to show a tiredness and to find a way to make this tiredness turn into something beautiful it's really simple something pure and honest because often when you're dancing on stage you get used to hiding efforts they're telling us that it mustn't look difficult and Pina she told us no if you need to breathe because you're breathless if your body can't take no more I want to see it because this is what's
1: beautiful so here it is except to show what we usually hide My question is about your relationship with your body. I would like to know when do you feel free on stage? I feel
0: free when I feel technically strong. If I'm working a role, and it seems I didn't go far enough in comprehension of the technique, and I feel that I'm not totally mastering it,
2: I don't feel free. And it's often
0: when it's surprising, because in dancing we often say you have to work a lot,
2: It
0: hurts, but you have the freedom only when you have the technique. If you have to work a lot, no matter the art, for violin, for singers, for writers, painters or creators, if you don't have the technique, if we don't master it in every way, there is no freedom. So why do we work in dance? It's to be free. And to be free, you have to work until the technique is nearly dictated by your body,
2: because otherwise your focus is into
0: the steps and on the stage. We mustn't have focused. we have to be artistically
2: free. So the body is dancing and the
0: soul takes
2: us.: l'âme emmène: You avez You danced
1: with Pina Bosch. You invited us to see Oad Narin. Could you help us understand why suddenly a movement becomes modern?:
2: devient modern. Maybe because it's
0: stripped down, because it's simple. Sometimes in classical ballet, there's a lot of pantomime. It means that we explain the story with our hands, with our body. And to me, when I was dancing ballet like Giselle and all that, I found it unbearable, all these pantomimes. I found it completely rusty.
2: Not even vintage, because vintage can be nice. I
0: found it was so old, and I tried to get rid of things like that. So there was something more modern in the comprehension, as much as on my side as the audience side. And it went well. Maybe modernity is a movement that everybody can do, dancer or not.
1: Yes, it made me think of this quote from Gabriel Chanel. Always remove, always take away, never add anything. Nothing is more beautiful than the freedom of the body.
0: Yes, that's it. And often when I work with dancers at the opera, especially like Etoile, I streamline everything a lot, because often it's a bit like teenagers who want to look like a woman, who dress themselves too much and use too much makeup, and you want to tell them you're beautiful just like that, and they understand that after.
2: Absolutely. And I think that for art, it's the same. Well, it
0: depends. When you see the Garnier opera, it's obviously not that streamlined, and it's nice like
2: that.
0: But if you're a living modern artist, I think it all needs to be pared down for a sense of purity and honesty, without costume, makeup, nothing.
2: Creativity.
1: I'm going to ask you a few questions, a small quiz. If you were a part of your body, which one would it be? My mouth. I have to tell our listeners that you have below your mouth a wonderful beauty mark, which is one of your distinctive signs. A mouche, in French, we say. But a mouth is nice because you can speak, you can shut up, you can kiss, and you can be kissed. If you were another body than yours...
0: I would probably be a
1: man. Interesting. Just
0: for the experience.
1: To see what it is.
0: Just to see, not for too long, just for a day.
1: Is there a movement or a gesture that is your trademark? Mark?
0: I don't know. I have friends that always tell me that I touch my neck. So that would be it, I guess. I don't realize. Um, if you had to choose a ballet character, a ballet character, Marguerite Gautier in La Dame aux Camilia.
1: Is there someone, living or not, even in your imagination, that you would dream to see dance? No. Louis XIV. Bien Louis 14th.
0: I would love to see him dance and see how
1: good he was at it. My last question is for our listeners, because among them, some people would like to dance or have children dreaming of becoming dancers.
2: What advice can you give them? les gens tout le monde dance. There's
0: dancing and dancing. For me, everybody can dance. Everybody knows how to dance. In every country, in Spain, there's flamenco. In Argentina, there is tango. If you want to make a living out of it, you obviously have to go to the excellent teachers who dance themselves and had a career because it changes everything. Then, for people who want to dance as a hobby, I think the secret is music. You have to listen to music.
2: I have two boys and we listen to music all day. All day? Oh, all the
0: time, all the time. They listen to their own tracks, which are terrible. I try to make them listen to nicer stuff, but I listen to their terrible music also and they dance and they have a freedom in their musical choice so they have a freedom in their body because they love the music they're listening to. And I believe the secret is also listening to music because knowing how to dance is dancing with rhythms and with beats. There are a lot of people who don't have rhythm and I often see people who don't listen to music. Listening to music, having the rhythm, letting it get under your skin and then dancing way better. So the secret is listening to music no matter what, being curious, and for those who really want to dance as a professional, going to learn with the very best teachers.
2: Thank
1: you for the advice. Thank you. And thank you, Aurélie Dupont. And now back to rehearsals, Aurélie. Thank you very much. 355.